What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing. Matthew Long with Zach today, and we are going to discuss some football. Maybe it might be an all-sports-encompass podcast type thing, but I think we're going to focus on football as the start of the college season is actually in two days from the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NFL will start a week later next week on Thursday. So um, for those of you listening, if you're getting ready for your fantasy drafts, good luck. Besides anyone in Rogue One, go fuck yourselves. I hope you guys all lose. Um, but no, it's going to be a, a great football season, especially here in Denver, because we finally have a fucking quarterback. Mm-hmm. We have Melvin Gordon, though, so let's get that out of the way. Yeah, let's maybe table your Melvin Gordon discussion. No, no, no let's just later. get it out of the way right now. <laughs> let's just do it at the top. Javante Williams, please stay healthy, and please just fucking go off this year. I have you in one fantasy league, and I don't want to see 25 touch the ball. I'll stop there. Okay. Otherwise, it might take three we, hours. We, we, can, we can come back to it later. We got time. Um, but football but yeah. is in full swing. Football and is back, baby. Finally. Um, yeah, we're we're just excited to sit down and talk football again. It seems like it seems like the football off season always takes forever, and especially you know, like right now we're sitting here. You got the Rockies game on. And I, I, we were just talking, like, I like baseball. Baseball is a real but vibe to watch. Ass. But the team sucks. And it's also, you can only get so excited about baseball. It's a lot like my complaints about the NBA, which, you know, see, if you're listening, see our NBA Finals recap podcast from just half a dozen podcasts ago. But it's the same sort of problem is they just play so many games that each game's significance seems to be, like, next to nothing, basically. So it's kind of hard when, at least for me, where – Football and basketball are the two sports I follow most closely. When those two are in their offseason and it's just nothing but baseball, I'm like, oh, man, this is a long Honestly, September is the pinnacle of sports. You got baseball's winding down. I mean, some playoff baseball is pretty fun to watch. I was going to say. For some reason, it gets really tight. Like, those games are usually really. Is actually pretty exciting. I I like playoff. You have NHL starts. I think the NHL starts in 43 days or 42 days, at least for the Avalanche. Um, yeah, NHL just finished so like eight minutes ago, and you they're got, about to start their next season. You got so. a month and a half, really, until the NHL's in full swing. The NFL starts next week, like we're saying. College football started already, but is really getting into it starting this Thursday. Yep. And then the NBA starts right around the same time the NHL does in October. I think they'll start in October, maybe November. Um, and then it's just like for – Five months, you got football, basketball, hockey, almost every night, and it's just yeah. like great. It's, it's but great. During I, the summer, was, you're like, yeah. There's this uh, p- this period of the sports calendar is like the real dog days of summer for sports fans, and I, I really honestly feel for like I watch a lot of sports, and I'm definitely a sports fan, but like I only take so much. It's not the only thing that I watch. So like during this kind of down period where it's like, okay, there's no NFL to watch. There's no college football to watch. There's no NBA. There's no college basketball. I'll, I just watch movies. I watch TV shows. I watch sports documentaries. Wait, you watch movies? Yeah. I don't know if you knew that about me, but everyone's once in a while I, I watch like movies. a movie podcast. Yeah. Know. Yeah, for sure. That sounds like no, a No, we're not. <laughs> um, but recently I've gotten really into sports documentaries. There's so many good sports documentaries out there. And it's funny. I wanted to kind of touch on too – like now that we're gearing up for football season, let's just reflect for a minute. This is, this kind of relates to what we were just talking about and what I want to lead into. Let's reflect for a minute that during March of 2020, 
That was a real fucking shitty time for sports fans because every single sport just grinded to a halt. I mean, oh, obviously... It didn't, even, it didn't even grind. It literally just, like, went straight off the rails, <laughs> straight down in the Grand Canyon and blew up, and everyone yeah. was like, what happened? And, I mean, obviously, the world grinded to a halt, but, like, as a sports fan, the sports calendar got so messed up because it was just, like, everything you wanted to watch, there was zero live sports. I mean... I think there was a little bit of soccer you could watch. Soccer was the first sport to fully come back yeah. without fans, and they were like in full swing. And it was all like different areas of the world. March kind of Madness depending. got yeah. absolutely canceled like a week before it was supposed to start. Yep. The NHL playoffs and NBA playoffs, both, or that the ending of their regular seasons were both put on hold. Yep. And then they were like, we're just going to cancel and. You know, you're going to be placed based on your current standings. Yeah. I remember everyone's going to go to a bubble and like all yeah. this shit. Just I, started I remember the, it being this. Uh, do you remember that time period where like so it was right after I got sent home from being in the office? They were like, everyone's going home to work from home for two weeks. And like, yeah, and we're still here <laughs> for two weeks. Um, and it was like every single day ESPN notification, ESPN notification. NBA is canceling their season. NFL is canceling their season. <laughs> MLB is canceling their season. Oh, there's going to be no March Madness. And you're like, man, if you're a sports fan and you thrive on, like, your entertainment is watching live sports, you are fucked. And there's just nothing. I remember I was talking about this with Ty the other day, and I was like, I just specifically remember we went and grabbed. This must have been a couple months into everything. We went and grabbed. We, we, we submitted an order for, like, to go Wingstop. Like, went and grabbed, picked up some Wingstop. And I'm waiting in like the lobby for them to be ready for the bag so I can just grab it and leave. And on the TV, you know, Wingstop's known for anytime you go in there and eat during any sports season, they're playing live games in there. You can sit right. and eat wings. Like wings and sports go together like better than almost anything. And they were playing. I remember looking at the TV and I'm like, well, what, what could they possibly have up there? Everything's shut down right now. And it was like reruns. It was replays of like 2008 NBA Finals games between the Lakers and the Celtics. Was it Lakers Celtics that year? I know that's when the Celtics won. I think so. That was when I like the big three Lakers of like Celtics. KG and them were. Yeah, but I'm looking up there and I'm like, that is kind of fun every once in a while if you go back and watch old games that you already know the result to. Like if they're big, like what I almost did and I kind of regret not doing is ESPN Plus during that time had. You could watch the entirety of the USC Texas 2006 Rose oh, yeah. Bowl National Championship game, and I, st- I, I'm, it's probably still on there to watch. I could go back and watch it if I wanted to, but I almost was just like, I'm gonna just watch this game from beginning to end. Like you could watch the Dude, TV because you, you forget so much, and then you yeah. see one player like I fucking remember <laughs> yeah. that. And I was like, well, there's nothing else to watch sports wise, so I might as well just flip this on. And I don't, I don't know why I didn't. Maybe well, I was of, watching a movie or something. Speaking but, of two programs that suck ass now, USC and Texas, went yeah. from the heydays of the powerhouse to fucking. I really wish that those two. I was a really big Texas Longhorns fan back in the day, down. and I really wish that both of those Roll programs tag. were still. Or could get back to at least somewhat of the height of their powers wow. during that time because those two programs were massive back then. Well, I mean, me, they were like, do, especially they USC were they were the one to dominated the Pete college Carroll. football landscape there for a handful of years. Like they and were what the Mac team Brown was the coach. Like yep. those two coaches are icons in college icons. football, and that's still like honestly, Pete Carroll's been with the Seahawks for years now, and I still associate him in my brain as the USC head see? coach. Like just that's the first well, thing I think of. I don't think either of the. I think. Um, I almost said Pat Riley going to USC, but <laughs> they, their football team might suck if, yeah. he, if he goes there. Um, it's not exactly his forte. Logan Riley, right? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln right? Riley. Yeah. Lincoln yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley. 
at USC. He brought over, and we were talking about this before our last podcast, so I'll feel like we could jump right in, but he brought over their quarterback, a wide receiver, a wide receiver from CU went there, uh, not Max Borg, he's in the NFL, the uh, Die, Brady Die, I think is his name, from Oregon transferred to USC. So, like, with this transfer, he just brought everybody in. Like, yeah. so he just, he, you know, he moves from Oklahoma, who's, you could say is a, you know, top 10 national talent, usually mm-hmm. on a yearly basis, to USC, who's been struggling, but now all of a sudden could be flipped right back onto the map. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, USC and UCLA are like, by the way, we're moving to the Big Ten. Yeah. It's like, what? And Texas and Oklahoma had already said before this, they're like, by the way, we're moving to the SEC. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, whoa. Yeah. You guys think you're, you're, you're not having very much success in the Big 12 right now, a, a, a not strong Big 12 right now, and you're going to move to the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's kind of dive into this. So all that lead up, all that rambling I was doing about 2020 and having there being no sports to watch was just to say I'm very excited for football season, and I'm very oh, yeah. excited that live sports is back and all that kind of stuff. I mean, because last year was kind of the first year we had fans back, but yeah. there's still, like, COVID policies. This year yeah, it's just, there was, like, there was some, fuck like, you, COVID, because yeah. it's going to be with us forever, so get over it, live with it, we need yeah. to live there with was, it. That, that first year sports. back was still a little weird, and it still is a little weird in certain sports depending on what league you're in and what sort of regulations they have, but it was like – Okay, it's back, but like maybe they're playing in front of no fans or what have you. Like this is, it's right. like kind of back, but not really. Now we're like really back. Like now we're playing sold in front of stadiums. sold out stadiums all the time. It's a regular occurrence. Yep. We're fully back, and we have been, you know, for like last football it's season was like that. About, about a year and a half at this point. Um, but yeah, so the college football to kind of start with college football because that is honestly, arguably, maybe my favorite sport to watch, and that's the m- most excited I get to watch live sports each year. Um, so, you know, Matt kind of mentioned at the beginning of the discussion, they college football has this like week zero is what they call it. So we technically had games last weekend. Of course, my New Mexico State Aggies start off with an zero and one. But we gotta <laughs> we gotta relive the King King Day. We, yeah, we did, we did get to. <laughs> thank you for resurrecting that on in the uh, Instagram group uh, in the Instagram message group. Um, yeah, so New Mexico State lost unfortunately in week one to Nevada, so that's a bummer. But. You know, so college football has this week zero. So we got some games last weekend, not really any crazy big matchups. What was the big matchup for the day? It was like the, Nebraska. The big matchup was Nebraska and Northwestern, Northwestern. in Dublin. Right, which, right. Which good, is like, I think the thing. first time they've done that is a college game opening up in Europe over there, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know about it's definitely not the first one that's been played overseas somewhere or out of the country, but I definitely think it's like. First one for f- Ireland, I think. I right? think for the yeah. first one for Ireland. Yeah. But it was definitely like a you know, a big game because that was the earliest two big 10 teams have played against each other. Yeah. yeah I remember it was on it. Like we went and watched Sam coach his little league team in the morning. And by the time we got to lunch at like 1 PM, that game was like in the last yeah, two it, minutes. It was, it was at, all, it was started at 10 30 our time. Yeah. But um, thank God that you know, Nebraska with the end for knowledge didn't fucking win. Cause <laughs> I fucking hate Nebraska. Yeah. Well, as a CU fan, you should. Um, I think anybody outside of Nebraska hates Nebraska and hates Nebraska fans. They're kind of – they're not on the same level as in Alabama. Obviously, I'm not saying that, but it's the same – the fan situation is kind of the same. We're like Alabama fans love Alabama, and then basically anyone else who's not a Bama fan is like, fuck Alabama. But, like, we but hate I mean, these people. think of it too this way, and, and I make fun – you know, like I've got some friends that are Nebraska fans, and I just give them shit. You know, everyone's allowed to like who they like. I just – I, I'm allowed to hate who I hate. 
And I was giving shit, but I'm like, you know, I've been to Nebraska, and I'm like, there's fucking nothing out here. There's fucking corn. So if you name your college mascot the Corn Huskers, of course people are going to like you. Like, hey, yeah, my neighbor's <laughs> corn, and, you know, we all get along. And it's like, that's the only thing out there. So when Nebraska football's on, bro, the whole fucking state's like, yep. you know, got it's, their heart on, ready to fucking it's go very, for Nebraska football. It's very reminiscent of, like, you know, anyone who has lived in Texas and experienced the whole Friday Night Lights kind of vibe or anyone who's seen that movie it's very reminiscent of how small town Texas treats their football, where it's like, this matters almost more than anything. Right, we'll kill somebody <laughs> like, to make sure we're there. Yeah, like this is this is a really big deal. Well, and I also say, you know, I, I give them shit. You know, I am a huge CU fan. I've always been a CU fan. I know we're not a fucking national powerhouse. I don't have expect- – if, if we go 6-6 six and six and make a bowl game, that's a fucking stellar year for me yeah, right now. Like, I'm great, fucking great. Game. I'm awesome. like, hey, let's go yeah. and be, be competitive, right? Yeah. Try and win, but let's be competitive. Dude, Nebraska, like, this is our year. This is our year. We're, we're, we're bouncing back this year. We're going to win the fucking Big Ten yeah, yeah. Uh, West, and we're going to go and win the Big Ten championship. And then they lose on the road. Yeah, you're in Dublin, but both teams are in Dublin. But you lose to Northwestern, who you beat last year, like, 56-7. to seven. Yeah. I was going to say, like, usually. Yeah, this is your year. This is your year. <laughs> usually you would expect Nebraska as a program to beat the Northwestern program. But, yeah, so to kind of, you know. NF- NFL has not started yet. Their first game is next Thursday, so like a week. From Bills Chiefs, two days bro. From now. We get the we get the best game from last yes. year as the first game for this. Oh. Yeah. So and and college football had their week zero, and then like you mentioned, this week, um, this upcoming Thursday through the weekend is officially week one for college. And now we have the big games. Like I think you're pulling up the scoreboard right there. Yeah. So like, what are some of the big marquee matchups? I was looking at it today, and we got actually some big ones. So our first like ranked games on Thursday, we've got Oklahoma State, Pittsburgh, and Wake Forest all playing, and they're all ranked. Friday, the only ranked team is Michigan State, which I'm not a fan of them anymore because Mel Tucker's a fucking bad word. Um, our biggest game, I think, would be Oregon at Georgia in the Chick Fil A kickoff. Yeah. That's number eleven versus three. Georgia, I think, is going to put a pounding on Oregon. Probably. Georgia is still really, really good. Um, another ranked game. You got Cincinnati at Arkansas, twenty-three versus nineteen. There's one like that night, I think, on Saturday night. That's a pretty big matchup, right? Notre Dame at Ohio oh, State. Oh, Notre Dame Ohio State. That, I saw the, that today, and I was like, oh shit, here we go. That's the big game. So, so that would be the biggest game. Then will yeah. be Notre Dame at Ohio State, and that's five at two. So. Uh, a top five program is about to be zero uh, and one, and one's going to be one and zero. So yep. that's that'll be interesting because you know, like Notre Dame's never found a conference or whatever for some fucking reason, <laughs> and it's like I was actually so. Can we go on a real quick tangent about Notre Dame, real quick? Because and why they didn't play in Dublin, Ireland? You know, the Fighting Irish playing yeah, that would in Ireland. Make sense. Um, they are, you know, anyone who's familiar with college football is is aware that like Notre Dame is this historic kind of prestigious program that has never really they've always just kind of floated around without a conference and especially in recent times i would say like the last five to ten years they're always this really highly ranked highly touted team that doesn't really live up to their expectations and then if they do make the college football playoff or if they do make a big bowl game they don't look very good so it's been a little bit weird but where i was going on my weird little tangent is there is like a brand new documentary on Netflix about Manti Teo, who I think oh, yeah, we will like all the girlfriend. Yeah, so I think we will all remember Manti Teo played there. I want to say like in two thousand nine, two thousand ten ish, like in that range, somewhere, give or take, you know, three or four years on either side of that, somewhere in that range. 
and you know, is a Hawaiian-born player who was a tremendous, tremendous college football player. Was literally a Heisman candidate, I think, his senior year at Notre Dame as a linebacker. Which you know, as a defensive player, if you know anything about football, so he was drafted in 2013. Okay, there you go. Drafted in 2013. Um, if you know anything about football, it's very rare you see defensive players in the you know top final like three candidates for the Heisman Trophy, and he was. I mean, so he's an amazing he was a, player. Yeah. And I just want to take this time while we brought up, you know, Notre Dame's playing the big game on Saturday night to tell you and to tell anyone listening, I highly recommend that new documentary on Netflix about him. It's called Untold, uh, like the girlfriend who didn't exist or like yeah, something like I've, that. I've seen it, but I don't know. I'll title. have to look up the title and, and mention it before we get off the podcast. But it's only a two episode documentary. Each one's like an hour long. And. I thought I knew that story. Like, obviously, you say the name Manti Teo, and I think the first thing that pops into anyone's mind is like, girlfriend. oh, his girlfriend didn't <laughs> exist. He got catfished. Right. That's all anyone thinks about, right? And that's what I remembered, because that was the same time we were in college around that time. I remember this story breaking and being like, this is, this is fucking bizarre. This is really weird. And, like, no one knew if he was, like, somehow part of it and had, like, made her up. And, like, there was all this confusion around it. Well, I won't go in. I won't spoil a lot of the details, but... I highly recommend watching this documentary because they interview him and they interview the guy who created this who was fake, his girlfriend. Yeah, this fake online personality of this female that he ended up talking to over the course of two or three years and considered her his girlfriend. And there are so many crazy twists and turns in that story that I was not aware of. I highly recommend watching the documentary. I'll have to look there, at that. There's a like if you think you know that story, you don't. There's a lot more to that story than meets the eye, and it's like as as we were kind of sitting there watching it, I was like, I can't. And of course, the poor guy. Like if this happened to literally anyone else, if it happened to just not only like a normal guy, just a regular Joe Schmo getting catfished, no one would give a fuck. Even if it was just. Well, this was a, a, a national story. If it was a college football player who played it like a New Mexico State or something, no one would have right, given no a fuck. Or, or not even New Mexico State. Or if it was just not the star player of yeah. a team that was... Yeah, just some like you know, lineman on the team or whatever, right. like that, or some backup. No one would have cared. But this poor guy has this happen to him, not only at the beginning of like catfishing kind of becoming a thing, so no one was really aware of this kind of stuff or on the lookout for it. Right. Not only do you have that, but you also have he's the star player. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate on a team that's playing in the national championship game. It turned into this and such a story, catfished. and now he is known universally when you say that name. That's immediately what you think about. And it, it really is a shame um, but anyway, I, I just wanted to take – I won't go into my opinions on that whole story. I just wanted to take a couple minutes here to highly recommend the new Netflix documentary about Manti Teo because it is fascinating. I'll have to One of the out. most bizarre and fascinating stories I've ever seen in the sports world, hands down. I'll have to look it up. I'm going to look up the name real quick while we're talking. Dude, well, so the reason Notre Dame's always fails is because – so they're independent, right? So this is their schedule. And, and I was going to say, go think, through their schedule because that's always I think really this weird. is a big thing when it comes to um, the college football playoff committee and picking rankings because you got to go with strength of schedule. If you look at the Big Ten and the SEC, the Big Ten winner and the SEC winner, in my opinion, should be guaranteed a spot in the, the college football playoff. Now, I think the college football playoff should be bumped up to at least eight teams. 
that's a whole different fucking discussion. Yeah, that's definitely a whole other um, conversation. But for four, I think you got it. The Big Ten and the SEC are the two best conferences in college football, without a doubt. That the winner of each of those should be in there, and then like Notre Dame, they don't have a conference schedule. They don't have a conference championship, so they play at Ohio State, but then they get Marshall and Cal at home. Then they're at North Carolina, home against BYU and Stanford and UNLV, at Syracuse, home against Clemson, at Navy, home against Boston College, and then at USC. So that's not a bad schedule. There's you know some big name programs on there. You got number two Ohio State. You got number four Clemson. Number fourteen USC. Number twenty two BYU. North Carolina. I don't think it's going to be a slouch, but it's like. Imagine if they were part of the ACC where they play mm-hmm. Clemson, Georgia Tech, all of those ACC teams constantly. Or the yeah. – I don't think they'd fit in mm-hmm. very well. Honestly, they should be in the Big Ten because they're in what? They're in, in – It's in Indiana. They're in I Indiana, believe, yeah. and that's literally the heart of Big Ten. Yeah. Like, yeah. they should be in the Big Ten, and that conference then would be brutal. I mean, fucking brutal. Really, really quickly before we move on, it's called Untold, The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. And actually, that Untold series, they do a bunch of different documentaries. It's like a documentary series. and there's a So it's the girlfriend e- that didn't exist. Yes. Each one, they do a different story. Um, but that one's called The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. Fascinating. All right. Sorry. We'll but keep going. <laughs> again, Notre Dame's one of those programs I'm not a big fan of. So Yeah, me either. I, and I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Ohio State, even though I used to be. So it's like... See, I actually like Ohio State. I, I find myself rooting for Ohio State more often than not. I think I like them like better program. with Ryan Day as their coach than Urban Meyer. Hmm. Especially after all the shit that's come out with Urban Meyer. Yeah. Although he's going to have a job, or if he doesn't already have a job, he's going to have a job yeah. commentating here soon. Yeah. And, and Luna you, agrees. Were you an Urban, were you, or were you not an Urban Meyer fan before all this recent stuff came out? Or is it just because of all the recent stuff? I, I just never have liked the you guy. Just never liked him. That yeah, much. I mean, I liked him a lot he's when a great he was at Florida. He's a great coach, dude. Okay, speaking and of even a, at Ohio State, really speaking of a recently. documentary, they need to make a thirty for thirty on that Florida team. That I don't won know the how they championship have it. because you had Tim Tebow, who was like the ultimate Christian, and then you had like Aaron Hernandez. You had like ten guys on there who have all been like com- convicted of like <laughs> twenty five murders each. Well, and like, and not only. At the same time that the football team was winning national championships, the basketball right. team Went was winning national back, championships. Right? So it's like there should be a whole 30 for 30 just on that like three or four year span at the University of Florida. Like they were fucking killing it. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. See, that's why I don't get college football either sometimes, though. It's like Urban Meyer left Florida, said he wasn't going to coach, retired for health, and then all of a sudden he's at Ohio State. Yeah. Like you're at Florida. You were a national champion there. Why would you leave? Like, I guess it's all about money and stuff but like what couldn't florida offer like if you're bringing right. national championships right. to schools more and more money's going to flow to you to in my opinion like alabama's been a nationally a national powerhouse for decades and decades and decades right they've won like the most national championships mm-hmm. besides if you you know princeton yale and all that bullshit back when there was yeah. three schools <laughs> but like so Alabama, you look at it, though, and you go, what's in Alabama? What can Alabama offer? And then they're like, well, we win one national championship, and it takes three donors to donate us fucking $100 million. Yeah. And you're like, what? And they're like, oh, that's per year. Yeah. Because well, it's tax write-off for rich people, too, when you donate to shit like that. I mean, you're right. Like, Alabama is not a destination school like it would be going to – like, you can't say you're like, hey, if you come play football here, you're in San Diego, and you got the beach, and right. it's like this dope place to live. Same with Nebraska. Like, like they're not nah, destination it's Alabama. It's, you know, you get what you get. But, but they're like, you come here, you win national titles. Right. You're guaranteed and, to win And the money, one. I think, what, Saban just upped his contract again? I think he did, yeah. 
like another, I think it's another five or seven years mm-hmm. at like four hundred and twelve million a year. <laughs> He's almost making just as much money as Julio Rodriguez, who's played a hundred games we, in the fucking MLB. Yeah, which we actually we said we were gonna start the podcast by talking about. We should take two seconds to go on another little tangent about so to to pivot a little bit away from football, um, in baseball news recently, like within the past two or three days. I think it was a couple it was like last week or the week before. Okay, okay. It's, it's, yeah. But very recently, like this, very this guy, Jose Rodriguez, Julio. right? Julio. Julio Rodriguez. Okay. Julio Rodriguez, who plays for the Seattle Mariners. Like, the reason why I'm 20 keep, year, 21 year old. The reason why I keep struggling with his name is I, A, I don't follow baseball. And like B, I just. You've never heard of him? Right. Never heard of the guy before. I just. And I don't now know you've who heard he of is. him because he's making he's, a bajillion dollars. He's, he just signed a contract extension with the Seattle Mariners 14 years, $400 million. And. Matt and I were talking about this before we flipped on the mics and started recording. This is his first season. He doesn't he's, even have a full 162-game season under yeah, his belt. He's played in 111 MLB career MLB games. And he's not, not exactly – He's, we, he's we, not top 30 in any major not, yeah, batting statistic. Not top 30 in any major batting statistic. But so he just signed a half-billion-dollar contract with 200 – I think it was $270 million guaranteed. Right, okay. So that contract, that $400 million dollar contract figure is – the only thing comparable that I've seen recently was Patrick Mahomes signing his five hundred million dollar contract, which for they've already had to rework. Because how, <laughs> they were like, however many years it was, like a long, like ten years or something. I think I don't know if there was actually a year put on it. Maybe there wasn't, but like, it, I think it was, it was like, like half a, a million and like minimum ten years or something. Yeah, like, I don't think there but was a. With Patrick Mahomes, it makes sense. The guy when he signed that was a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, and a regular season MVP. Like the guy's fucking balling. He's right. good. He's he deserves done something that money. in his career. This dude is not even <laughs> top sixty finishes. in any category in what it is that he does, and or he's finishes only first season. hasn't even played his first season. And the Mariners are like, "We're just gonna back up the fucking Brinks truck and give you all the money." Oh no, we're gonna rob every Brinks truck in the nation. So, anyone who's listening out there. Riddle, baseball. riddle me that. I just, I don't, that makes absolutely zero fucking sense to me. I don't understand why. What are, are the Seattle Mariners fucking high? Like, what are they doing? Well, so we, we made mention, shout out to that guy's fucking agent. Yeah. Because he is really good at what he does, clearly. But you also have to think in different terms because baseball, unlike any other North American sport, doesn't have a cap that is, is flat across the board, right? I mean, not necessarily every sport here has a flat cap, but we have a salary cap where yeah. if you go over, you get taxed a lot. So it's like you got to maintain within a cap. You know, you have to be cap compliant. Baseball, you know, we're Rockies fans, right? We have like $6 that we can spend on our team. So everybody gets about 25 cents, and that's why we suck. Whereas, like, you get the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure their payroll is like $428 billion. Like, <laughs> You know, it's like, what do you do? Do you own the world? They're like, yeah, we <laughs> right, run the right. treasury. Like, we're just <laughs> we fucking, are the United States treasury. Right. Your tax money pays for our. Team. This is the official United States treasury baseball team. But but it's like, you know, if your owner's a billionaire, that is like, yeah, we'll just yeah, throw money just at whatever because you guys are making me good money. Then of course they can afford those contracts. The, the Mahomes deal, they're like, yeah, we just signed Patrick Mahomes. To, say it is ten years, fifty million a year. Everyone's like. How the fuck are you gonna play? Pay Tyreek Hill or right, Travis right. Kelsey? And as we've seen, Tyreek Hill got shipped away because the deal he wanted was too rich that they couldn't afford him. Because yeah, because they just you're backed up the brain so wrapped up with one player. We were actually right before I came over here. We were we were 
we watched the first episode of the Man in the Arena documentary, the Tom Brady one, because um, we just got finished up with the Jeter, the Derek Jeter one, which is fucking awesome. I told you I'm on a sports yeah. documentary kick right now. Um, and we were talking about going back through the last like 10 to 15 years worth of Super Bowl matchups, and we were going backwards, and we got to that year where the Ravens beat the 49ers in that year where like the stadium the, lights, like half the, the stadium Super lights Dome. went out. Yeah. yeah. And that was the year that Flacco, so they win the Super Bowl. The Ravens pay Flacco like all the money. I think it was and like then, a six-year, hundred and fifty million dollar yeah. deal. Which at that time we're all like, was that's insane. A mass, like he was the highest-paid player in the NFL. Yeah, and they paid him so much money that they couldn't afford to keep any of their defensive players or any of their which other them the offensive Bowl. utility players, which won them the Super Bowl. And so their whole team fucking vanished the next year because the only guy they're paying is Joe Flacco, and then they went to being terrible. It's like, I don't understand as like a, you know, obviously I don't work in sports like that where I'm in the the management or the front office, but like how does that, for people who do that for a living, how does that make any fucking sense? Well, so a lot of it comes Like through. I get it that you want to keep your, your star franchise people around and you want to say like, hey, look, we're giving you this contract. This proves that we want you to be our guy right. for long term. Yada, yada, yada. I get it. But, like, you also need to pay other players. There's more than one fucking right. guy so, that's on the field at one so time. So there's, like, but part of those contracts, right? So, like, you can do have a $15 million signing bonus. Usually, and, again, I'm not a GM. I don't follow all the rules with all this shit. But usually, like, a signing bonus like that doesn't count against your cap hit. So, you, and, and, like, if you look at a lot of cap hits, it's not, like, Mahomes could say, you know, his half billion, 500 over 10 years, the math equates to 50 mil a year. It could be 25 mil one year, 75 the next, 150 the next year, and then they taper it down. So it's like there's a lot of manipulating they can do in there, and they're not, let's be real, not every, no contract is set in stone. There's always negotiating that can go on. You can get cut so you don't even get that. Then the team has to eat a massive chunk of dead money. Like, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot that can be worked on, but as like a, Dude, I would love, like, the same point you were saying, the people that are doing the money crunching for the cap space, they're like, all right, we, you know, they got to go to the GM and be like, realistically, this is our highest offer if you want to keep X, Y, and Z. If you want to be able to have a team. If you want to just keep X and Y and get rid of Z, which we know is an important person, you can offer them this contract. Yeah, yeah. That's for the GM. That's for you to make the call. You can get rid of this player if you want. Here's the info, but but you do with it what you want. If if we want to try and keep, and, you know, like... I'll use hockey because I'm a huge hockey guy. Nathan McKinnon for the Avalanche, you know, probably my favorite player on them, the team right now. He's due for a massive contract, and people are thinking he could get up to – and don't laugh at this, but people are thinking he can get up to about 14.5 mil a year. Wow, which so the contracts in, are a lot which smaller. Which in NHL terms, if he got 14.5 a year, he would be the richest person in the NHL by $2 million. Really? Yeah. The, high, the biggest contract around is $12.5 million for Connor McDavid, who's the best player in the world. Wow, so the contracts are significantly smaller in hockey then. Yeah, like. so they have like, I think it's $89 million is their their cap. Wow, interesting. I didn't know that, I guess. Yeah, so like a guy just signed a seven-year $49 or $50 million deal for Buffalo, and people are like, holy shit, that's, that's a big fucking hockey contract. Yeah. But if you look at other sports, if you sign... Say, say the Broncos signed Russell Wilson for seven by seven. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck did Russell Wilson – did he hit his head before he signed the contract, <laughs> right. right? Like, right. He's, I think he's asking for 45 to 50 a year. And mm-hmm. you know the Broncos are going to give it to him because yeah. you wouldn't trade everything we did for one year of Russell Wilson. But it's like, how do you determine 
who you keep and who you go. Because if you trap a guy or you trap your team with that much, you're going to, like you said, with the Ravens, you got to put, and no disrespect to these players, but you might be putting B-team players out there just because you had to keep one A-team guy exactly. instead of being able to be like, we want to keep you, but do you want to win and play with these other players? Because if you do, we can still offer you a bigger contract, but yeah. we need to keep some to send to these players. And that's why, like, so this was a this was something that came up in the Derek Jeter documentary because there was one point during his career where he was, you know, the captain of the team. He's the bona fide face of the franchise. He is the star. He's producing. He's having a tremendous season. And he's coming up on the end of, like, whatever, the, the end of his last contract that he signed. And they had this whole negotiation with uh the yankees and he w- he basically met with like brian cashman and those guys in the offseason and a big uh, one thing that really comes through with the Derek jeter documentary is like that guy values almost more than anything his privacy yep. and he's like he said he i told them look we can have these contract negotiations as long as you agree that this stays out of the public eye it, this needs to be all behind closed right, doors this conversations yeah, this is just between us I don't want this. Just promise me that that none of this gets out. And they're like, okay, we promise. Sure enough, it gets out into the fucking New York sports media, and oh, it yeah. becomes this whole thing during the off season. And they they're trying to paint Jeter in this light that he's like a prima donna who's asking for too much money and all this kind of stuff. So the reason I bring all that up is that on one hand, I get from the player's perspective wanting to get what you see as your value in dollars for how good you are as a player. I understand that. Like if you're the best player in the league. You should be getting paid like you're the best player in the league. You should right. make more money than anyone else because you're better than everyone else. On you, sh- you should almost make as much as you want to make in a yeah. reasonable sense. But, again, yeah, to what you're saying, on the other hand, you know, all these guys say, at pretty much every athlete, professional athlete you hear do interviews, what do they all want to do? They want to win, right? They want right. to if, win championships. If, if you don't want to win and you're a pro athlete, you're probably right. the most selfish I mean, pro athlete I'm, there. I'm is. sure there's probably some of them out there who are like, "Look, I don't give a fuck. I'm here to make a bunch of money." Like and then Jay Cutler, early. yeah, like a Jay Cutler guy. Like I don't. That guy doesn't ever. He never struck me as a guy who had like a burning desire to win a Super right. Bowl. But most guys who play, they want to win championships in whatever sport it is. They want to win. So if you're a player and you want to win. Again, I get that you want to get the full value of your money for your talent, but also if you really do want to win and we are supposed to take you at your word for that, wouldn't you think that some of those guys would be willing to take less money if it meant that they could the team could then spend money on players around that person that would put them in a position to win more championships? You would think so. Wouldn't you think? And well, there there has been examples of that before. Like there have been big superstars like Kobe or Michael Jordan or people like that who have been like or Tom Brady who have been Peyton like, Hey, Manning. I'll let's work it out in the offseason. I know I signed this last contract and I'm I'm due X amount this year, but let's rework it so I'm making a little bit less so that you guys can go get me a couple good receivers or right, whatever. But maybe. even in reworking that, he might lose like two million. Yeah. Even though it looks like the contract was docked ten million. Yeah. Like they're just like, we're just gonna move this money to incentives. Yeah. Because I don't think but, incentives again count towards salary cap. So yeah. it's like so one of the hit thirty touchdowns and he's right, like, I yeah. hit that in week four. <laughs> like, oh. So it, it's one of those interesting things where it's like, what do you as if you're a superstar in a professional league, regardless of the sport, if you are the face of a franchise and you're a superstar, what do you value more? Do you value getting paid so much that no one else on your team can make any sort of money and get any good players around you? Or do you want to make still an obscenely uh, an obscene amount of money compared to like regular people and 
afford your franchise and your team the opportunity to put pieces around you so you can win more titles. Well, so I think what do you he, value more? You know what I mean? I mean like I, I think right. it, that's honestly something that some of these guys really I think it you have to consider that. And I think well, some of them with the contracts that they sign, it's like it kind of seems to me like you want to just, they just get see paid. Dollar signs. Yeah, like you just want to you, you want your name splashed across ESPN signing the richest deal in whatever league's history. So That's that all you, can, you so want. So that you can yeah. be a bust in 4 years into that eight it, it, yeah, or exactly. Nine year and then contract. never win another championship again. Like So my thing with that, you know, being a former athlete myself, you know, if if you want that much money by yourself, you shouldn't play in a team sport. Right. Because think about yeah, it. Yeah, like right? tennis players, like, sure, go ahead, make as much money as right. you want. Or it's a just golf, you. Yeah. Right. But you're not going to be successful, so you wouldn't have earned any of that money without teammates around you or Absolutely. coaches around you, That's right? That's just how team sports work. You're, you're, yeah. you're never going to be that good of a player without having some sort of support system. Now, if that's an all B team support system and you're good with just cycling B yeah. players in and out, like, like I don't ever, th- I don't ever say Tom Brady didn't have good weapons, but I wouldn't ever say he had the best offense for like a solid stack of years. Yeah, he had Randy Moss, he had Wes Welker, yeah. Gronkowski, he did have right? A year he had or two great here and there, weapons yeah. throughout his whole career in New England, but they never, in my opinion, really had like. Like the it, best offense. It was like in the okay, world, you yeah. have four weapons that it's like as a defense you go into a game and you're like. How do we guard this? Yeah, yeah, and you're just like we're screwed. But they always won, mm-hmm. and you could tell that that was what the team's goal was was to always win. And you could tell that's what his goal was, right? And he's the leader. Like yeah. in football, since since one of our main talks right here, the quarterback is your most important fucking position. If you don't agree with me, you're not a smart fucking football player <laughs> or fan. The quarterback is the most important position. It and especially in the NFL, it makes or breaks. Whether, Even in college, whether, whether teams are successful, if you don't have a good quarterback that can help grow with your team and lead yeah. your team, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And speaking of like the whole greed thing, and it might switch a little bit. I'm going to switch actually a big bit to college, but with this whole NIL deal, we're starting to see that shift the landscape of college football, where kids are going from maybe not necessarily wanting to win, but wanting to play. Right. College is a little different, I would say. If you want to win a national championship, you could probably go to three programs: Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. You're pretty and locked. You got, to go you got to a college pretty good chance playoff. to yeah to be in the playoffs. So, if you want to win a national championship, you probably go to one of those three programs. If you want to, if, if you're a four star recruit and you realize you're behind five three star or five star recruits at that school, but you're making a million dollars in an NIL deal, and I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass. This right, isn't right, like right, stats, right. but. You might stay there because you're like, I'm a fucking 19-year-old kid making a million dollars to represent right. Alabama, and I don't even play. Yeah, and maybe, or you, maybe you never had any dreams to be in the NFL anyway, so you're like, shit, I'll just get my degree, make a right. million dollars a year for the next four years, and be at Alabama. And or you're <laughs> the kid that goes, man, I'm, I'm missing out. I have so much potential and so much talent that's being mm. hidden that I'm not being like, oh, you had a great practice. Yeah, great, I had a great practice, coach, but you're not going to play me over right. the eventual you know, Najee Harris or yeah, – yeah. Or uh, Derrick Henry, Henry, right? Or, or like yeah. those guys. So all of a sudden you go, I'm going to move to, you know, say a CU. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you shine and you're, you know, not a national star, but you're on the national, like, holy shit, this, mm-hmm. this is a great player. But you're starting to see those kids be like, I'm going to move from a smaller program, get paid at a bigger program, and maybe not have an impact like I did at the smaller program yeah. because I'm making money now. Yeah. So you're seeing a little bit, and I'm not going to call it greed because some of these kids come from nothing. Right, and it's hard and, to pass and, up that And kind they of deserve money. to yeah. get paid. I'm yeah. not saying anything against that. But it's like 
my goals when we were playing high school football, I wanted to win a state championship more than anything. I would have loved to keep playing football afterwards, but I was 6'1", 185 pounds an offensive lineman. My expectations for myself were capped. I was like, I'm not getting a D1 offer to play O-line at 6'1", 185. If I am, whoever is giving me this scholarship, thanks for the free education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was my my expectation was I want to compete for a national or not a national a state championship mm-hmm. because that to me was the ultimate goal of playing a team sport. I don't give a shit about my personal accolades. That's why I went and did track. I was a conference champion javelin thrower. I have myself and my coach. Yeah. That's it. I don't yeah. have any. I mean, yeah, my family and that shit. But like, I don't have any teammates. I have to be like. Yo, man, you push me every day. It's like, no, when I was in the gym, it was me and my coach. That's it. And I had room to be selfish because I was like, it's just me. I had no one to rely on. But the team sports, if you take a $50 million contract, you're fucking over your team. Well, and I think what you bring up is an important piece. And it's what I wanted to kind of get into earlier, but we we got off on so many tangents. I think we're just excited to talk sports. (laughs) Oh, dude, I love sports. It's so fun to turn on the mics and talk sports. But... What I was going to say is, you know, for for me especially and for I think college football fans around the country this year, um, it's going to be very interesting to see a lot has changed in the landscape of college football in the last year or two. You, you not only have these NIL things, which I still don't haven't really looked into, but for anyone who's not familiar with the term NIL, it's basically so you know how historically Football, well, any collegiate athlete, because the NCAA, the NCAA is, is the governing body, they've never paid players, right? For their likeness Which or... Which for a long time probably wasn't that big of a deal because college sports didn't generate that much revenue anyway. Well, but, but think about this. All of our old like NCAA football was a massive mm, college game. Yeah, so yeah. was basketball. Well, no, I'm talking like so like decades ago. But like oh, well, now, yeah. now the landscape has changed so much. So for the longest time, right... Collegiate athletes in any sport were considered student athletes. They didn't get They're considered a share. amateur athletes, They're considered, I think. Yeah, amateur athletes. And basically, the NCAA is saying, you should be happy with us, with your school, paying for your education, and then you should be happy with that, and then otherwise fuck off and don't talk to us. Well, that decades ago, like in the fucking 30s and 40s, you know, college sports probably didn't generate that much money comparatively to professional sports. But nowadays... With March Madness for college football, with the TV rights Basketball, and deals yeah. for college football, they like college football generates, and especially even March Madness for college basketball generates billions of dollars. Oh, the NCAA every is year. like the richest league in the world. Billions the NFL. of dollars, and not a fucking penny of that money goes to the actual athletes who are playing the sports. So. As you know, in recent years, there's been a bunch of different examples. Like actually, a guy that we played against, Kane Coulter, went to Northwestern. He was like the the big. He the, was one the of the very first the, guys, man. He was. I yep. I was really proud of him for that. They started. They unionized. So like the Northwestern players unionized, and so that kind of kicked off a lot of this stuff. And each year, you kind of have more examples of that. And there's been, you know, like I actually just two or three years ago got some sort of a settlement check from the NCAA because as a result of well, one of those like you, class you were in NCAA suits. 2014 or 13 which was the last year so yeah. you were part of it because your likeness and number yes. on your character it didn't have your name or anything yeah. but it was your likeness that was used yeah so that's what that was for it was the NCAA yep. video game so anyway you know you can kind of follow this progression of like slowly but surely 
not only the like the athletes are are have more of a voice now and have raised their voice so much in recent years that the general public is now being made aware of the fact that like hey there's this organization that generates billions of dollars every year off of these athletes and yet they don't pay them so slowly but surely the NCAA what they've been doing recently which is like it's progress but it cracks me up because it's such a like you know, bending the rules and, and like little just like, okay, well, we'll give you this, but they still won't just go, we're going to pay you a share of the revenue that's generated. Right. So, so this NIL stuff is basically the NCAA has now changed. A few rules have changed in recent years. The NIL thing is basically... You can get paid for your likeness. You can get paid for your likeness. And do, so like, athletes, like if you do a commercial, you yeah. can get paid for the commercial so, and not. You know, I think anyone who watches college football or anyone who really just lives in any sort of a small local city has seen commercials for their, you know, like local uh, sports team. Lo- local sports team, like stars, will go on there and advertise for a car dealership or whatever. Right. Or do a commercial for Pizza Hut or whatever the fuck it might be. You know, like some local pizza shop or a donut place or whatever. Now. Those athletes are able to make money off of correct their likeness, essentially, which is great. Like I think, thumbs up. Anytime it's the, a start, yeah. Anytime the athletes are able to actually profit off of their likeness and their talent and their work is fantastic. They can also make money off like jerseys, like autographs yes. and stuff yes. like they get which memorabilia. Is, they yeah. can make money, which off is of. hilarious now because you know a guy like Reggie Bush got his Heisman Trophy taken away for doing literally the exact same fucking. thing. Well, but he didn't he? I mean, I, and I don't think he should have his Heisman taken away at all. But didn't he also accept like a Ferrari or Lambo from I, I think USC, so, something like that? Yeah. So see, that's where like. I don't. I don't have any problems with, and, and I've been an in, in advocate for both sides, right? For some, as you see this shit going on right now with this whole, I don't want to get political, but the whole like pay off college debt shit. Oh yeah. If you have your education paid for at USC, all right, good for you. Like that's saved you a lot of money. It saved not, you a tremendous amount. And, of money. and I'm not yeah. saying you wouldn't have gotten your school paid for elsewhere. If if USC is going to pay for your full school. On a full ride, you could have gone probably anywhere in the country. Same shit. Yeah. But that's still a big chunk of change. Now, that's not them paying you. I'm not saying that because yeah. you still got to live somewhere at yeah. some point. Still got to eat. <laughs> but I have a problem, and this is where this whole NIL thing in my head still like they went into it with the intent. The intent is there, but there's no like there needs to be a cap in my opinion because you could have a program like Alabama where the school themselves I don't think can fund athletes the, the school can't come in and be like we'll give you two million to come play for alabama yeah I, but I the think, school can yeah. be a facilitator and being like hey have you ever met you know eddie lacy who's let's just pretend eddie lacy's a billionaire after his successful nfl career wink wink um you know he's a billionaire and he wants to help fund you to come to alabama and eddie lacy sets him up to you know promote the car dealership that he owns yeah. in tuscaloosa and he's getting paid 1.5 million what if he could do that with every single five-star recruit in the country and Alabama's right. just like, well, we can afford it. And then you got yeah. like a CU or a – I mean, I can't even use Utah because they've got a good fucking team. <laughs> but you got like CU or like uh, Kansas State or Kansas, which mm-hmm. those are big-time schools, and they're like, we can't afford to keep up with that. Like, right, right. They're I'm just, not saying people like, don't deserve to have their this money mm-hmm. given to them and, and earned – but, like, we got to be able to cut shit off to where that's not why kids are going to schools anymore. We need them yeah. to go there to either play the sport and be the star that other schools think they are, or they're going to go there for an education and sit on the bench. Not this, 
I'm making one and a half million to not play anymore, but I'm you know doing all these commercials. Yeah. Like, well, I I think it's it's an interesting thing to bring up, and it's kind of like where I started with this college football season is going to be interesting to watch, and especially just moving forward now that this stuff is now not against the rules. And another thing that I wanted to bring up because that that is a whole conversation I could talk about for hours, but. Another thing I wanted to bring up was another thing that's kind of shifting in the college football landscape is this whole conference realignment stuff. There's not going to so, be conferences anymore. So, and I, again, I, I haven't had enough time to really like dive into the NIL stuff and how it actually works and what all the rules are. And I haven't been able to really keep up fully with all this conference realignment stuff. And none of it, I don't think any of it's going into effect this season, but like here in the next two, three seasons, teams are going to start shifting. The whole Texas, Oklahoma moves, I think, next year. It's very interesting. So we were kind of talking about this the other day. You know, historically, as a college football fan, you could tune in to college football on any any given Saturday and watch You wanted it, to say any given Sunday. Well, yeah, any given Great Saturday um, and watch. If you turn on a Pac-12 football game, as a college football fan. You're watching it at midnight. You have a pretty good idea of what Pac-12 football looks like. You know what I mean? Like, there's just high scoring, bad yeah. defense. Yeah, and late at night. It's something that, like, maybe maybe to someone who's not a college football fan, they don't know what you're talking about. But college football fans know. Like, when you say, "Hey, I'm watching a Pac-12 game," they're like, "Oh, I know what that looks like." Or if you say, "Hey, I'm watching an SEC game," they know what that looks like. It's either going to be it's, like a banger where it's like a close till the overtime ends, or it's going to be a blowout because it's Alabama versus Missouri. versus someone. Yeah, so. What, what I've mentioned the other night and what I think is going to be fascinating to watch over the next few seasons is as these teams start shifting conferences, the whole idea of what a Pac-12 game looks like versus an SEC versus an ACC game is going to be totally blurred and might, might not even exist anymore, really, because then you're, you're not going to know, oh, this is, a, this is an SEC game. It's going to be like, well, I don't know, it's kind of because like Texas is playing Tennessee or whoever, right. but it's like... Texas used to be in the Big 12, so this is this is weird looking to me, you right. know. And and it's really going to be fascinating. And like you said, a couple of these schools where so it's it's Texas and Oklahoma are moving to the to the SEC, the SEC right? Yep. That like you said is interesting because especially for Texas in recent years, it's like you guys can't even compete in the Big 12. What do you think you're going to do in the SEC? Right. Even the bad teams in the SEC are really fucking good. <laughs> like it's the SEC, it's SEC like, yeah. football. They it's, they look like shit against Alabama, but they would stomp most other teams in the right. nation. Like the, it's SEC football is no joke. Well, I mean, and so and, it's going to be fascinating to see how some of these teams from other conferences right. look when they're playing against teams from traditionally you know totally different conferences. Well, and, from them. and to tie some of this all together, it's all about money. The Big oh, Ten yeah. just signed like a one point four yeah. billion dollar TV rights deal. Yeah, it's like. And it's, it seems like, and again, I haven't read into it enough. I, I really want to kind of dive into what's happened and the reasons behind it and all this kind of stuff. But I've heard sports personalities talk about it and listen to sports podcasts talk about it. And to your point, it's all based on the money. So I think what's happening is it's the where all this money comes from is the TV right yep. deals, right? So the TV networks are, are saying like, hey, for this conference, we will exclusively stream your games on cable and streaming and all this kind of stuff. And because of that, you get the whole conference gets a billion dollars. Right. They get a share of a billion dollars. Yeah. And so now all of the conferences, maybe, maybe even teams from other conferences who aren't part of that TV deal are going, Hey, 
we want to get in on some of that money or else we're going to get totally left behind if all these programs are getting these giant she- like revenue shares of these TV or rights it's deals. like the Pac-12 right now. So they're trying to just hop conferences. And so I think what a lot of people's concern is is that maybe we're going to have one or two conferences that are like these super conferences that have all the best teams in the nation there and they have all the money. And all but these like, other conferences get kind of just left behind in the dust. You know right, but I mean? if you if you also think about it on a competitive standpoint, okay, those two conferences are going to be the two best conferences in all of college football. But, like, what if Clemson goes undefeated and still plays one or two of those teams and, and whoops up on them? They should still be in the college football playoff. But now you got Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, Tennessee. you got all these big SEC yeah. powerhouses who are sitting there going, well, shit, not – Two of us probably aren't going to make it anymore right, because right. now in the the Big Ten you got Ohio State. Now you throw USC and UCLA. You never know what's going to happen, right? So all of a sudden you're sitting there and the conferences start eating each other alive. And Clemson's yeah. like, "Well, shit, we get a free ride to the college football playoff every <laughs> right. year, right?" Because they're sitting and, there in the ACC and you're sitting there. And the Pac-12 is like, "Well, we're not, we don't do shit anymore because yeah. we we lost you know what 19 million people or whatever live in LA. You just lost your two LA schools, so you lose that so, whole viewership." I think this is. And it's important to talk about these different things because, like I said, the college football landscape is changing. And it's important to talk about these conference realignments because then that becomes a very important factor in the discussion of whether or not to expand the college football playoff, like you said. That needs to be expanded. I mean, and we don't need to dig in because this is one that we could rant on for hours. These are really interesting topics. I mean, college football is a fascinating thing to look at because it's such a gigantic revenue. It's what, 120? There's 128 FBS teams. I think they're adding four plus next year. So you're going to be, if if, if my numbers are correct, you're going to go up to the 132 plus FBS teams. It's somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, you've got a handful of teams, maybe 10 who you could legitimately say are competitive in a national championship setting. But we only get to see four of them. Uh And you could argue in certain cases that one and three could be the two best teams, but they have to play each or one one and four could be the two best teams, but one beat four earlier. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, you know, like this past year when uh, Georgia, they they lost the SEC championship game. I think they did to Bama. Right. So that put Bama, I think is one. And Georgia dropped to three, so they didn't have to play. But it's like, what if that dropped Georgia to four or, or vice versa? If Georgia won and that yeah. made, it might have made Alabama a two-loss team, you can't almost – I mean, Alabama's uh, you, you, the second-best team in the country. Right. You can't put them at five. Right. So it's like – So now it's like, what, what's going to happen? Are we going to watch them play in the SEC championship and then two, three weeks later watch them play again in the college football playoffs? Right, I mean, <laughs> because we've, we've done that before, <laughs> yeah, though, where yeah. it's like the same shit over and over again. And it was just like one through eight. Like, it's not that hard. I, I think – so there's a lot of people out there like that have these kind of crazy ideas of expanding it beyond eight teams. And I think that if you – listen, if you're not one of the final eight teams, eight best teams in college football – you don't really have a, a legitimate if argument you, for being the best team. If in you extend football, it you know from what I mean? eight, I think you could go twelve max. But like even twelve, right? That's what four more games because you'd go twelve down to six down to. See, this is my big thing. Is to your point exactly of the more that wouldn't twelve wouldn't work. You'd have to go up more. Maybe sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Or you um, do 10, but you give your... F- no, I, wouldn't f- I would have to fucking look at this. <laughs> you, you, I kind of have to see a bracket to imagine it. But um, that that's my only concern when people start talking about... Because, like, okay, look. I do agree that 
there is a legitimate argument to expanding it from four to eight teams because yep. they're I think within the top eight finalists Anyone in the can final win rankings. On any day. Yeah, I think even the eighth ranked team in that bracket has a legitimate argument that they could go on a run and win the national title. Yeah. Now anything beyond that. Like really, is the twelfth best team? Is the fourteenth, sixteenth best team in the nation really got a shot to win the national title? I don't think so. Well, and then you got to think but that you're extending my, too far. Th- this is what I was getting into: is I look at it from the point of view of a player who used to play. So there's twelve regular season games, right? If you start adding, I mean, I think let's think about this for like a team that competes for national titles year in and year out, like so a Bama. Go 12, you go twelve regular season 13 games for a conference. Conference championship game is your thirteenth game of the year, and then and then if you're fifteen, if you win the national championship, yeah. So you play a total of. I mean, that's shit. That's one shy of what the old um, regular Two season NFL, amount of, right. of games used to be in the NFL. That's a long fucking season, man. So if you, the more you expand the playoff, the more you, you back that up, and now they end up playing 16, 17, right. 18 games. Like, what are we talking about here, guys? Like, but then you also have to remember, if they go that long, because bowl games end you know, right around the, the first of the new year. Yeah. The Super Bowl ends in February. But if you add those extra games... You might be pushing close to February, which means then you have teams that are finishing in February, whereas like a CU, if they don't make a bowl game, they're done in December. Yeah. So well, they're and then, two months rested and, and, and already exactly. in the, in the winter mo- ball where they're yeah. just conditioning. Winter conditioning and all that, and then leading into spring ball. Well, think about a, a team like if it really did back all the way up into February, if your college football regular season or your college football like main season doesn't end until February – Shit, you turn around and play spring ball in like a month. Like, that is a... Coming from someone who played, that is a long fucking season. And it is a grind. And football, you know, for anyone who has played, understands it is hard on your body. Well, And so that's especially if you're playing SEC football day in and day out. Like, you're going to start seeing a lot more injuries. You're going to see guys just burned out. The end of the season, like, you're going to see some probably some sloppy fucking games. Because that's just a long season. I mean, I think, honestly... The NFL plays too many fucking regular season games. Like I think they could but scale it back. It a little all bit. comes down to money. Well, that's that's every the, single yes, exactly. thing with all these games. It like comes anything, down to money. Cash rules everything around me, right? You and know? so I like the NFL for example, switching from sixteen regular to seventeen. And getting and, rid of that stupid and, fucking. Fourth and the NFLPA was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go from three preseason to four. And I'm sitting there going, "Okay, so you didn't eliminate a single game." All you did was move it to have a meaningful game, which means more meaningful players will get hurt than yeah. less meaningful players. But oh, like gotcha. you said, it's all about. But now it's about money. Now there's and one more week in the season where TV, you know, providers can stream stadiums, these games, teams get all the money, can sell out, and then every all the sports bars all around the country can fill up another Sunday. I mean, don't get me wrong; like, it's not just a money grab for the NFL. It, oh, it's it, for it, everyone. They, it's a it's, huge industry. It's massive. DraftKings has another week where right. they can make ESPN, money off people. Just yeah. with the ads you get while you're yep. on the page, your fantasy teams. Like, yep. it's all about money, but. For me, college, I think you could probably cap out a regular season at 10. Yeah. But I don't think you could go less than that unless like I, a game gets canceled. See, right? Honestly, like, I think if they're going to expand the college football playoff to the point where these teams who make it are going to spend three or four extra weeks at the end of their season just in the playoff, then take off a couple regular season games. But, but that's I mean, also we, hard because... We, we all know that like most game, most teams in college football, just like... Well, most I will say most teams in college football... 
the first game they play of the year is a fucking warm-up game. You know what I mean? Like Bama ends CU up you and you're like, yeah, TCU's rolling in town to stomp us. Well, yeah, sometimes sick. that happens. But most of the time, it's like Bama versus some team you've never like heard Norfolk of. Like Norfolk State University for the deaf and blind. It's 62 to 0. And you're like, okay, well... Could we have just gotten this game off but, the schedule and then just, you know, if you want if you want them to play more games in the college football playoff, then let's let, let's have them not play Norfolk State that no one right. is going to But no one in their right mind is thinking Norfolk State. But a counter argument for that, that would be if you move it to even 8 teams, okay, that means only 8 teams are going to play a minimum of one more. Yeah, right? well that's true. So yeah. that means but still, if, if my number's correct, that means 120 other FBS programs are like, well, wait a second. Now we don't have a chance to get maybe that extra. If you have a tough schedule and you're like, well, now we're four and six, but our last two games could have been those Norfolk State games that get you to six and six and qualify for a bowl. You're sitting there going, well, wait a second. Now we don't qualify for a bowl because we're four and six instead of five and five or whatever it would have to be if you did mm-hmm. get rid of it. So it's like, how There's a lot you, of things to figure out. And then sure. you'd have to almost think if you – the college football playoffs, when those games were going on, you'd have to think that that TV revenue couldn't just get split amongst those two programs or those mm-hmm. two conferences. It would have to go to all of a, an equal share, I guess, as far as the market share goes. Not everyone gets this amount, but everyone gets a percentage based on your market share. And then you're like, well, wait, that doesn't make sense. We have two SEC teams playing each other, and it's like, well – but we got to think of the Pac-12, or we got to think of the the Big 12. We got to give them some money because we cut games off their schedule, so mm-hmm. now they're not making money for those two games. So, like, there's so much to think about. There's but a lot. It's such a giant industry that it's really hard to just make snap decisions because it, it affects so much right. stuff. And like I can side a- with college cutting more games in the NFL because, and I'm not saying this about you know anybody in the nfl but that's your fucking job like i'm not saying it's not easy on your body it is different because that's your job i'm not saying anything in that sort of matter but that's your fucking job and they're being compensated you're you're being compensated (laughs) heavily you tear your fucking acl within a week you're already in rehab yeah i tear my acl they're like i'm paying for my surgery i'm paying for my rehab we get you a checkup in a year. Right. <laughs> I'm paying for everything. You get taken care of before I would even have a fucking MRI yeah. on yeah. my knee. Yeah. So it's like, I get it's really hard on your body. Your careers are short. But think of how much money you can earn in a successful NFL career compared to how much money I'm going to earn till I turn 65. Yeah. Because you're going to earn more in 10 years in the NFL than I'm going to earn in my entire fucking life unless it's not even close. something yeah. changes, yeah. right? So it's like... Well, I was thinking about that earlier when you said... You know, Russell Wilson's making what fifty million a year from the Broncos or whatever it is. He's probably eventually, like that's what his contract will end up. That's being, what yeah. it'll end up being. That is a preposterous amount of money. Yeah, if you like, give me twenty five million for one year, I'm set for my life. For your life, most people right. like the the target used to be like roughly a million dollars, and you could retire. Right, like, that's what people who worked their entire life. If you got to save a million dollars in your four hundred one k or whatever it was. They're like, okay, you're you're for some people, depend if you make smart budgeting choices for the rest of your life, you can retire and not work anymore. One million. Right. One million. And now people are making that and in- it's like that dude is playing a game and making fifty million a year. And that's on top of all the money he's already made in his career. Right. And like, the, the endorsements and all the shit we don't yes, see him get paid. The endorsements and shit. And it's one of those things where like yeah, compared to like other NFL players, maybe this this contract or that contract doesn't seem that big. But like, you got to think about it in terms of the regular, regular average Joe's working a fucking right. job. Most people don't even make like a hundred grand a year. Most right. people who work pretty good jobs. So even practice squad players, which might be making 
100,000 plus, but they're still getting taken care of. You tear your ACL, you probably right. can, you know, you're probably covered under something in your contract to get surgery and stuff, but then the team might cut you. Yeah. But they, they'll probably take care of you first. But it's like you're still making a shitload of money uh, compared to what I'm making. A ton of money. I so I had this conversation with Sam, and I don't know. I couldn't even. I wouldn't say even if I did know, but I don't know how much money Sam made. But like for for reference, Zach's younger brother is a retired professional oh, yeah, football yeah, offensive yeah. lineman. Right. So yeah, I, I guess I always forget that like we're talking to an audience that might. might so not he's know just that. a big fat ass, you know, that <laughs> made that made good money when he played um, in the NFL. But like. That's the one thing I used to tell Sam because he would talk about, like, you know, when he was on the team with the Broncos, Von Miller was on the team, right? And Von Miller makes a lot of fucking right. money. And so Sam would be like, dude, one of his game checks is, like, an insane amount of fucking money. Like, way more money than my entire contract's worth. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to think about you seem like you kind of feel like shit because you're making like pennies compared to this guy, but compared to like me and any <laughs> like other average my game, <laughs> any other average Joe who just works a job, you're making like ten times the amount of money that most people work in a year in like a what fifteen sixteen week span, right? Like you're still look you're still sitting pretty well, fucking pretty, like, and, that, and that's one thing too. As far as the physicality of their job goes. They can't have full contact practices till like what mid August, maybe mm -hmm. early August. So you got to think from like we'll just say the start of August till February if you go to the Super Bowl. And let's be real, they're not having full contact every day in practice because they're in the NFL and they're not fucking Joe Johnson making us beat the shit out of each other twenty four seven. But it's like you got to think that that's a brutal five six month span of just beating the shit out yeah. of each other oh, yeah. at least minimum once a day or once a day, once a week, yeah. right, on yeah. game days. Just brutal contact. But yeah. then after that, it's whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. Make sure you stay in shape and you never stay have healthy to work for your next fucking day in your life right. after that. Stay in shape, stay healthy for when OTAs and shit, mini camps and all that stuff happen. And then it's show up. There might be a little bit of physicality because you're hitting the pads and you know, you're, you're making some body contact, but it's not like you're full-blown – you know, upending your teammate at practice. Like, okay, I get it's physical, but like, so we were just, you're making so much fucking money. Live with it. To, to what you just said a second ago, we actually, I don't know if I told you me and Ty were over in Hound's Ranch the other day and we, we just for shits and gigs stopped by, we were grabbing some cookies from that. Oh, Island's you sent me cookies. the picture of that fucking sled of the sled, right? The sled that we used to hit. And so we're walking around, we're kind of reminiscing. We went down to like the softball field and the football field and everything. And we were walking, we were walking back up across the football field. And I was like, it is so insane that we used to have full contact, like full tackle, Monday, full pad, Tuesday, Wednesday, every fucking day, the entire season. Why did we do Dude, that? I could not. We were the only school, I think, in the entire fucking world that hit three times a fucking week. It's like midway through this, even two, three games into the season, it's like we know how to tackle. We got it. I'm on offense. <laughs> I don't need to tackle. We, like, we figured it out. We, we went through camp. We went through all the full the pad thug. practices. Yeah, why are we not in just in shells? Like, we know how this works now. Our biggest issue why is, is our running back fumbles the ball and our quarterback throws an interception. Like, why is it two weeks to go to the end of the year and we're still full fucking contact every practice? Like, what are we doing? Dude, that is... Uh, that. I will never not think that's insane when I look back on that. I thought it was insane when I was in it, but it was just like, well, this is just what we Dude, do. This is Thunder Ridge football. But I'm like, this is not normal. When, when our like, schedule came out, the first thing I did was go, 
please no SATs, please no SAT, please no SAT. And I'm like, Thursday, Thursday, fuck yeah, that means only two days of hitting. And all of a sudden, it'd be like, Saturday, Saturday. I'm like, oh, fuck, we got to hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then like Johnson always four be like, day hitting week. at the end of one practice, we're all like dying. And he's like, we're going shells tomorrow, man. And we're all like, fucking great, yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to tell us to go hard to the thud. And it's just going to be like. Dude, I, uh, oh my God. So like. You know me. I wouldn't go back and play football again. Dude, I would do it all over again because dollars. I love football. Hated every minute of it. Um, but I used to get – I was so relieved when it was the practice before a game and we were Dude, just in helmets. Yep. Oh, that was so glorious. Yeah, I would look that forward so to Thursday nice. practice. Because just the whole week is just a fucking brutal grind. It's like a three-hour long. You're just smashing into each other to the ta- like to the tackling to the ground, full fucking periods. And you're like, by that by that just helmets walk through before oh. the game. You're like, this is you're nice. limping. You're like arms <laughs> like dead. You're like, I got six dislocated. You're vertebrae. still covered in fucking bruises. Your ankle hurts. It's like, oh my god, dude. That why was, are we doing? That this? was the same with like conditioning. You know, we would do perfect plays, and then the defense would do like they oh, punt yeah. the ball and go yeah. huddle around it and shit. Bro, when we do perfect plays, I'm like, receivers, catch the fucking ball. Yeah. Because we're not doing this shit again. We get to, like, the 35-yard line because we always had to go to, like, the 90-yard line. <laughs> and some receiver would drop the ball, and I would just – I was, like, ready to kill people. It was like Sam that one day was pouring rain in Johnson's They formula. almost made Sam quit. A guy who went on to play professional football, they almost made well, him dude, quit. think of this formula. <laughs> you know, I had no problem with Johnson as a coach. I didn't like our practice methods, don't get me wrong, but – as a person, as a coach, I was like, I think he, he could have done things you know, here and there wrong, but like, he was a good coach and a good guy. I but, don't agree, but I don't have anything against him personally. Somehow just, going we didn't from see eye to eye. any turnover being five up downs to all of a sudden it's like if you have a turnover, we were both on the offensive side of the ball, same with Sam, we're all on the same side. Yeah, yeah. It was, okay, if the defense got a turnover, offense had five up downs if the defense got a second turnover you added five more and then all of a sudden it went from like <laughs> you added five for every turnover but then you multiplied the previous version by five added it that to the previous version plus the five that you were supposed to have and then you multiply that by the turnover number and then you do the same equation over again and i swear by the end of that practice johnson's <laughs> like you guys have fourteen thousand six hundred and eighty five up downs and we're all like Dude, it's pouring rain. Like our field is yeah. flooding. Yeah, and we're we're on a hill in our we're, we're underwater, and Trisna's like, guys, that's counting, only ten. We have them all out. Nine hundred and sixty-eight thousand <laughs> three hundred four more to go. And your brother's like, Trisna, if you say it one more time, I'm gonna kill you. Well, remember Grim was just like, hey Trisna, just stop counting, dude. And then we get done, and we're all like laying out there, and Grim goes. All right, let's get to the weight room and work out. And we walk in the weight room. And you know the defense had been talking shit to us the yeah. whole time. Because, you know, that's how you – but we're, at the end of the day, we're all a team. We're all friends. And we like, come in. We're all soaked. We've just been doing up-downs We're for like soaked. An hour. And Ward looked at us, and he goes, yeah, you guys are not the lift. And the, def- like, the defense was just Christ. quiet. They were all like, yeah, we're not going to say anything. Because they could just tell we were all like – I think we would have started fuck, a fucking, fucking brawl. Say if they would have <laughs> like, say, like, say something. <laughs> fucking dare you. Say something. <laughs> Oh, oh, dude, that, that was probably the only time I ever hated football. Like, even Hell Week wasn't bad. It was just oh, like... Oh, I hated every minute of it. It was all fucking terrible. Oh, see, I love football. <laughs> Besides, like, okay, I hated practice. I didn't like going to practice because, yeah, you just get the shit beat out of you. It's like, I'm going to roll my well, ankle here's for the thing. no reason. So I, I've always explained to people, like, the, I think... So for me, I never had, like, this 
burning desire to play football. You were football. a selfish player. And you were the prick that wanted to take $75 million in your contract no. and leave no money for the no, rest I, of us. I gave 100% every time I was on the practice field or the or the game field. Like I, I tried hard to win, and I tried to do my best but every single play. But you didn't care. But I fucking hated it. Because you didn't want and it. And to me, it was a job. Like, that's, to me, Dude, that's it just a how fucking it job. was. And then it you was... get home, and your parents are like, did you do your homework? And you're like... And I think, uh-huh. to me, it's like... My biggest thing, and I, I think it's really just like this with a lot of sports, but football especially, is all of the joy that I experienced when I was a kid playing like football in the street, like two-hand touch football at the park or something like that. Like The, the pure, fun. just unfiltered joy of playing the game all got fucking removed when I got to like competitive football. It just became, it was no longer fun. That it was, was all just sports. Like it was about burden. winning. It's just a burden. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, well, I'm showing up to do my job today and get fucking screamed at. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> and so, okay, well, the one thing I was going into, we don't have to talk about how I hated football. Um, the guy that went on to play college football <laughs> is like, I fucking hated football. It's terrible. Man. Terrible. Um, <laughs> Ever since Pee Wee, man, I never wanted to fucking touch a field again. We, uh, I, I try and explain to people who never played. I'm like, listen. Because you, you just said, like, yeah, practice felt like a job. Practice was hard. I'm like, well, that's the problem is practice is 98% of what you do right. when you play football. Like, that's what but sucks we is, about like, practice. is, like, basketball or baseball, you play a lot of games. So, like, right. a lot of the time you're actually participating in the sport, you're playing games. So, if you enjoy playing the game, you're having some sort of fun, right? Well, football, if you like playing games and you hate practicing – you're never going to have fun because you play like fucking – it feels like once every three months with the amount of practices you have. 98% of it all happens behind closed doors where the fans don't see. It's either practice or it's lifting or it's watching film or conditioning. Right. I mean, all of that shit is just hard work, and that's not fun. I don't know a lot of people who are like, oh, man, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow at Dude. 6 a.m. and run sprints <laughs> the and worst watch two, film afterwards. The what worst a fucking was joy. Like, you'd be. have a stellar game on a Friday night. You're beat to oh, shit. I was You're just like, talking yeah. about this. And all of a sudden, they're like, come on, Johnson, say film at like 11. JV starts at 12. We can go get our yeah. run in. Like, And he's like, film it. Right now, actually, just everyone head to the fucking school, <laughs> just, sit just down, like, and we're all like, nah. don't even go to bed tonight. Just head straight to the school. But it's like, uh, w- didn't we used to meet it? Was it like seven in the morning? It was like seven. And then by the time, so we would meet the, at the track, we would do a mile jog, yeah. like a true mile jog, until we lost to Ralston Valley in week two. And then Ackerman's like, this mile's got to be under like three minutes. And oh, Jesus we're all Christ. sitting there like, totally act the world that. record's like three. F- 14 he's like set a new one and we're all like (laughs) set a new one dead sprinting around the track and then we go in there and he's like we're not gonna have this flush lift anymore because we lost one game by one point so then we're in there like throwing 225 step ups yeah matt that obviously meant you know because we lost we weren't lifting hard enough that's why we lost there's that one t-bar row that i missed that one rep of t-bar row that you skipped that's why we lost obviously there's a there's a direct correlation (laughs) when ward brought that up in film i was like the fuck i was like i definitely missed at least like 30 reps but like yeah it was that one that i fucking or it's like if you pull a hamstring it's like well should have done those fucking glued hams and you're like that's why i pulled my hamstring maybe i just didn't stretch enough before i started sprinting like yeah you ever thought of that maybe you guys didn't stretch us out fucking good or maybe it was that i had to fucking go balls to the wall for two and a half hours three days this week before we got a fucking break (laughs) right maybe it's because we (laughs) hit Full pads every day, even if we're eight weeks into the season, you fucking maniac. But, like, think about that, though. It's like we would show up 
And we'd watch film throughout the fucking week. Anyone and who's listening to this who played week. high school football, especially for Thunder Ridge, is probably loving this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> laughing. They're like, I totally <laughs> fucking like, agree. Yep. But, like, we would we would show up for film. We'd do our run. We'd do our lift. We'd get a fucking donut and chocolate milk, mm-hmm. go watch our film, and then they'd be like, all right, go watch the JV team play. Yeah. And you, you know, go watch the I'm, JV kids, and a lot of those guys are just having a fucking great yeah, time. It the sidelines like, line a lot like more fun. fun. Yeah. Dude, I remember, dude, the Vista game. That game will stick with me forever because our defense was fucking lights out. Vista's offense was – so for those of you that don't know, our rival high school was Vista. You could literally see them from our football field two miles away maybe. And all of us grew up playing Little granted, League together. they were for some reason our rival, yet they had never beaten us in football they, ever. Right. Which is like I that's think, not I really I think they're our rival because – They're we, just close. And we grew up playing sports with yeah. all the kids that went there. Like we're friends with a lot of them. And they're close, so it's like... But we were talking about this the other day, me and Ty, and we were like, why was that ever... It was always like this, you know, you got to circle fucking Vista on the schedule. It's the big rivalry game. Well, like, for us, it was because we had never lost. In so the history of the existence of these two schools, they have not beaten us one time. So, like, how is this a rivalry? Well, like, for, a rivalry has to have a little give and take on right. each side. Well, for us, it was, do you want to like, be the first class to lose yeah, to yeah, Vista? Because yeah. if you do, that, that class lives in fucking... In infamy, yeah. They're, they're the shit of Thunder Ridge. Which like, did happen after Sam graduated, finally. Oh, yeah, oh, trust me, I know who is in that class. Um, <laughs> but, like... That Vista game, again, I'm a 185-pound, six-foot-one offensive lineman. I was quick. I was smart. That's why I played. It wasn't my size or my strength. I was quick and smart. I knew what I should do to beat this fucking 6'3", 300-pound guy. We have, like, our defense is playing great. Our offense, though, and Brody and Garrett had, like, four turnovers on these fucking sweeps to the outside. And... For some reason, when we're running off to the sideline after one of the turnovers, Ward's, like, hitting us linemen, right? And oh, he, I remember and, this. And this, this became, like, a, this is a, big a, deal. a news story. Like, <laughs> this became a real thing. This was a huge thing. You know, Ward was our, our strongest coach, very emotional guy. I had no problems with him either. You know, for he, perspective, he, he was a he was a strength and conditioning coach, and the guy was jacked and like jacked, lifted jacked. a lot of weight. Like he yeah. was strong as fuck. Like if he was pressed under like three seventy five on incline, and you went to touch the bar, he'd scream at you. Yeah, so you just yeah. walk away and dude, turn around. Dude and he's was an animal. It. Dude was an animal. But anyways, he's kind of like hitting us offensive linemen in the chest as we're walking off the like, field. He's showing a little frustration, trying to get you right. guys he, to snap he's out. He's trying to just pump like, us up. Yeah, like let's this fucking is, go. This is a rivalry yeah, game. You guys need like, to pick it up. Yeah, and we're barely winning at this point. And I'm the last one off the field. And, again, I probably weigh 50 pounds less than the next smallest offensive lineman yeah. on our team. Yeah. I totally forgot about and this. And he, he got a hold of me pretty good yeah. to where I was airlifted. Like, I was in – not like I was throwing back on the field and everyone's like, holy shit, where'd this guy come from? But I went up in the air. I landed on my feet, took my helmet off. I was pissed, but I didn't, I didn't even know he did that. Yeah. I was you, you pissed because it was the turnover. Time, yeah. I get back to the bench. I'm screaming at the rest of our O-line. They're sc- you know, we're all like, all right, it's not our fault. We don't fucking pitch the ball in this shit, but like, we're the driving factor on the offense. Let's make some holes and fuck some people up. I'm screaming. All of a sudden, like, maybe you don't know this part. My brother was there watching it. My brother's two years older than me, played same position I did, but he's like 6'3", was like 260 in high school, yeah. so much bigger than me. He comes barreling down the stairs. And at these games, you know, the stairs are divided because we're so close. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he was he was about to jump over and fight Ward because everybody saw that. Boos are like raining, yeah, like yeah. loud boos. 
my dad's like freaking out, like followed my brother because he thought my brother was about to go fight someone from Vista. Oh, but my brother okay. was about to jump over and fight Ward. Yeah, yeah. So my my dad's like, oh shit, what do I do? And my mom's like, what's going on? And I had no fucking clue what my brother was at. And he's like, Matthew, pick your fucking head up. Let's go. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. ready to I'm go. Way ahead of you, yeah. But like that whole shit happened. Ward got suspended for a game all because Vista parents went and bragged. To, dude, the comments on that article Talk is, about petty shit. Do you? We could probably find that article. When we, I when think we, it was taken down because well, like there was like death threats in the comments. Oh Jesus! When we uh, when we turn off the mics, let's see if we can find that article. Because you totally were brought up in that. I was. The, you were brought up in the comment section because someone was like, "Well, at least we don't have piece of shit kids take like diving at because that was the same game where Clay dove at oh, your fucking knee and yeah, hurt your right, knee. That's right. And so, dude. Speaking of that, your brother, who was a sophomore at the time. It was very. He's an emotional player, but mm-hmm. that, a good emotional like. And your brother was a fucking tank, but he goes to fuck Clay up, and I'm like Sam. And so imagine me stepping between your brother and Clay Norgar on the football field. I'm a little undersized in that matchup, and I'm like Sam, chill the fuck out. We're on the 15 yard line. We yeah. gotta score a fucking touchdown, and then after that play, you can fucking bury him. Yeah. And your brother's like, Matt, get out of my fucking way. And I'm like, no, we got to score a fucking touchdown. Get back in the fucking huddle. And he's like, that. he hurt my brother. So all that shit got brought up in these comments. Like, dude, people. So we were at, uh, so Sam's helping coach the O-line for like a seventh grade football team now. And we went and watched them play their first game of the season on Saturday. It's so much fun, dude. I just, I was having such a blast watching these little kids play. Just brought back memories of playing for the Highlands Ranch Mustangs and shit. You know, what feels like a million years ago now. Back when it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back before I hated every minute of it. Um, but I, we were talking about, like with Taya and with my parents and everyone, and we were talking about how absolutely insane parents will act over little league sports dude and it, it gets only worse when you get into high school like so when you're talking about all this kind of stuff that got brought up like tensions were high with the parents in this i mean and if you if you think about it and take a couple steps back it's like this is a high school football game that doesn't really matter at all and in a few years most of us are not even going to remember any of this shit happened and it's like for for grown adults who like work actual real jobs to be like trying to like fist fight people and like dude it's trying to accuse people like a death threats flying around it's like guys take it easy dude it is a fucking football game and then if you go back to what i was just talking about it's like seventh grade football right and and there'll be like full-blown fights Dude, well, Habib's brother was arrested on murder f- at a fucking PE my, football game. My coworker just told me about that. I was about to say, like, I thought I heard this story the other day, and that's what it was. My coworker was saying, "Hey, did you hear about it?" I don't, I don't know if brother. he was the one that committed the murder, but I think like, he was. I think my my coworker said at, at the football game, a PE coach, and I don't, I don't yeah, know what the story gunned is. Gunned down, a fucking person was gunned down at a, at a PE football, football game. Like guys. It is okay. Well, dude, ours, it's going like, to be fine. Even my situation became one of those, or like the five of us situation became one of those things where I'm trying to celebrate. We just beat Vista yeah, again, yeah. and we're like, you know, that was the time. Let's go crazy and party. And all of a sudden, I have Bob Nelson, who was our athletic director at the school, who's, you know, oversees all athletic programs, clearly, tapping on my shoulder going, hey, we hear your parents want to press charges against ward oh, this is literally on the field we're still like yeah. going crazy yeah. 
And I'm like, what? Your adrenaline hasn't even worn And I'm like, what point, do you yeah. mean press charges? So here I leave the field. I'm like busting my ass trying to find my parents. I'm like, why the fuck would you press charges? And, you know, I go in the locker room, drop my helmet off. I had off. totally forgotten about this whole... We have to look up this article. Dude, I, I want to see it. Where, I, where would it have been? Like a it was nine on news, Nine News. Nine news thing? It was okay. the one I was looking at. But I dropped my helmet off at, like, my locker in, the, in Shea. And I'm, like, out in the sea of all of our fans and, like, kids we go to school yeah. with. And they're all, like, going crazy. And I'm just like, <clears throat> get the fuck out of my way. And I, like, find Megan. I'm like, I need you to find my parents didn't, and bring um, them here right away. Didn't... He have to Ward have to like apologize to us and a bunch of parents or something at dude, some point. I we, can't remember exactly. So what instead happened. of film, you know me, I have a shit memory, dude, so I don't trust me. I went through this whole fucking thing, and I, I had got like you. My, I got my, you unlocked. My knee had gotten all fucked up that game too, so I was more concerned about whether I had right. just torn my ACL. I got you unlocked. I went through so much shit along with everybody else, but mainly me because I was the fucking victim. <laughs> um, so instead of film the next day, the whole team went to the auditorium with our parents. So you had to have at least one parent mm. there to talk about the situation. Maybe and that's Ward, what I remember. Ward yeah. wasn't allowed to be there. Oh, okay. Because he had been suspended and it was under review. Mm. So then what had come to light was Monday rolled around and I'm like, yeah, whatever, like big deal. Yeah. Well, no, okay, he's suspended for the – and I think the next week we played ranch. Which, that was our rival because fucking yeah. we sucked against them for some reason. But it was like, he was suspended. He couldn't do anything with football. But I think he was still allowed at the school to do shit. Well, then all of a sudden, I'm getting pulled out of multiple classes to go give verbal and written statements to the police. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like... This is not... You're like, guys, this is not this serious. Well, so, at the end of the day, like when I'll jump real, be, real quick back to that night. My ex-girlfriend brings... My parents down. She, she went up and found them, brought them quickly down towards the locker room. And I'm like, are you guys trying to press charges? They clarify. They're like, no, we, what the fuck are you talking about? So I'm like, all right, I'll be back. Like scurry back through the locker room, get back on the field. And I, I find Bob Nelson. I'm like, my parents aren't trying to press charges. So whoever's telling you this, it's not my parents. It's not the Ewan family. Yeah. Like keep, it, it's not us. So find your, whoever your source is on that, fix it. <clears throat> and I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go back and, you know, we'll get crazy. That next day, we do the whole thing. School week rolls around. I'm getting pulled out of class by admins. Jennings, our principal at the time, who I had a really good relationship with because I always spent fucking time in the office, pulling me out of class. Police reports. School reports. Because they're trying, people were trying to get him fired from Douglas County. God, that's People were so trying crazy. to actually, they were like, do you want to press charges? Like you, as yourself, do you want to press charges? And I was like, fucking no. I literally, I literally wrote, I don't want to press any fucking charges. <laughs> he was getting us pumped up for a yeah, rivalry football is, game in which we won. So there was no problem in what he did. You're if like, listen, I am this the is, victim. I am fine. I'm like, not listen, a victim. This is, this is pretty standard football shit. Like, right. So yeah. I was like, there is nothing wrong with what happened. And I'm like, in every statement, I'm making sure like, yeah. dude, I had no problem with it. Yeah. And. Multiple. I think all of, I think all of you guys because my brother was on that same old line and right. I think all of you guys like didn't even give it We're a just, second thought like it was like well, oh oh well one person's parents did and I, I'll leave them well but I think out, the, the but players for the most part though everyone was right, just like the players well, shit, I think we were like whatever like, we're used to getting yelled at by coaches and getting slapped on the helmet and yeah. the pads big, big, and pushed dude, I would wrestle like, fucking Grim at yeah, practice like, and this he is would not, just yeet my ass this is not anything that's like out of the ordinary so like. <clears throat> So then it became one of those things where like some news trucks would show up because the story started to be oh, fucking God. written. Fucking so then dude. we were told as linemen that 
we couldn't and, and it, they weren't really looking for anybody but me because I was the one that yeah. everyone saw get so the news is now trying to get you to make statements so, so the news shit. was trying to get me to make statements so Grim had to walk me to my car every day because I wasn't 18 so if the news needed to or if I was going to give a statement to a news outlet like I had to have present. an adult yeah. present but I wasn't going to give a statement because yeah. I would have just gone on this tangent of how yeah. bullshit this whole thing was and so Grim was walking me to my car after practice every single fucking day. And it got to the point where the time um, Ward came back the next week. And, like, no one remembered that this had all happened. But for, like, one solid fucking week. It was week, utter chaos. It was insane chaos to be an offensive lineman. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, nothing happened. Ward I comes totally back. totally forgotten that whole saga. He, he calls me into, like, the, the office in the, the weight room. He closes the door and it's him and Ack and I think Looney was in there and he goes I want to and I'm like Ward you have nothing to apologize about yeah. we won the football game I know what you were trying to do you didn't hurt me if you broke my collarbone or something then we might have yeah. more to talk about I was like you have nothing to apologize about and he's like well I just and I'm like you have nothing to apologize about if Looney and Ack are your two witnesses I accept your apology. Yeah. We hugged it out and moved on, but you have nothing to apologize about. You have nothing to be sorry about. Like I made it clear to him. I'm like, you nothing wrong in my eyes, in my opinion. So if this apology is meant to be a heartfelt apology, there's nothing that's going to come from yeah. your heart. Cause there's no need for a fucking apology. It's like, if anything, act needs to be apologized for being him. I love that. I love that. He's a good guy. But dude, it's just like, like you said, parents and shit it's like if it, parents didn't see that shit nothing would have yeah. happened well and i guess you know i don't have kids so i i they you know parents have a different way of looking at things when it involves their children what if you're 17 year old senior in a who, high school football who plays game, varsity football yeah, like yeah you're in, your in a rival game gets used to worse pushed you know? by a coach yeah. like as long as the coach doesn't rip his helmet off and like start beating him on right, the sideline right, right, like right. All right, move on from it. Yeah. Like it's not it's not like he beats your kid on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. one fucking push. One. Dude, I really want to like I want to wrap up and look up this article now. Like I completely had forgotten about that whole saga. Yeah, we'll have to see up. if we can find it cuz hopefully Nine News keeps good archives. I bet you it's out there. I found after watching that Manti Teo documentary, they covered the in the documentary the original Deadspin article that got posted, and I found it on Google last night. The original, like from 2013. Yeah, but that's like a little bit cooler story than high school coach pushes. Well, that's true, but linemen. I think you could find that kind of shit. I mean, I don't think it's that hard. Yeah, we'll search. Yeah, let's search for it. But uh, that was kind I mean, of a long tangent. But dude, um, it was so worth it though. That's like those lost stories of like, yeah, well, in our high school football days, first we hated every second of practice. Because that's all we did. But then, like, in one game, this happened, and it altered a whole week's practice. <laughs> I was being intentionally, uh, like, sarcastic and annoying the other day because I told you we went and watched um, Thunder Ridge's opening game right. against Arvada West, which they won, so go Grizzlies. But that's the first time I'd been back to watch a game in a really long time, like years. And we're sitting there, and uh, someone was, make, like, mentioning, they're like, doesn't, doesn't the team seem kind of small? Like, they all seem kind of short. Like, they, like, I remember your guys' team being, like, bigger guys than this <laughs> i just like leaned forward and elbowed whoever it was and i was like they just don't make them like they used to do they <laughs> I, was like, I was like shut the fuck up like yeah i know i'm just i'm just fucking with you but but they but, don't but bro it's just kidding weird. but seriously seriously you're a bunch of pussies <laughs> oh man no. all right well we've got an hour and a half at this point dude it's sports <clears throat> we could go for another three hours yeah. and well, i would not run out of we could honestly yeah if we if we just brought up like the whole 
pick any of those things like NCAA paying players. I could t- I could do another hour and a half on that alone. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We these are very sit like here. Like we should have started this at seven a.m. and yeah. we'd probably still be live right now. Just a seven hour long podcast. On Imagine it gets like feed. five million views. Everyone's like, "Holy shit, I love that part." And it's like you guys listen to the whole thing. And like you like, guys are great. Do more of these. It's like, well, I don't really have seven e- e- hours. ES- at a time ESPN's to- like, do you guys want to sign this contract and do a talk show? We're both like, <laughs> <laughs> the new Mike and Mike. Zach and Matt. Zach and Matt. Here, fuck shit up. Ewan and Jones. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to come up with something better than that. But. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, won't, we won't get a lot of uh, people looking at that. Ewan and Jones. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll wrap shit up. Um, so, yeah, anyway. sports fanatics. Football season is among us, which you could yep. argue is the biggest sports season out there. Uh, hockey and basketball will be... Soon to follow, but you know we'll be in full swing for football. So yeah. those two beginning of the seasons won't really matter. We got our fantasy draft coming up next Monday. I think yeah, less than then, a week. I've yeah. already done one fantasy draft. I got. I think I have my one for my work league um, this week at some point, like on Thursday. So it's it's right around the corner, man. Yeah, it's here. I'm I mean, excited. college football is here, so at least yeah. we don't have any more weekends without football. Yeah. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have anything to say about sports, please let us know. Um, go follow the Instagram. The Facebook page, yeah. Anything on just browsing, send us an email. Send us an email. Yep. Whatever, however you want to reach out to us, please tell us your high school sports stories or college sports stories or pro sports stories. If we have any pro listeners, um, we'd love to hear them, and maybe we'll run this back because we have so much shit yeah. to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it, and uh, go whoever your local, whoever your favorite team is. And best of luck in fantasy, and so uh, go Broncos and Sco Buffs. Sure. Yeah, there we go. Go go Broncos for sure. (laughs) All right. See you, everybody. Later.